Hey guys, welcome. We got a good new episode for you. Uh, before we jump into it, this week's episode is brought to you by... Clap your hands and shake off the morning dew. I'm Amelia, and we're going away with the fairies. Fairies in folklore are one of the most popular topics, but did you realize fairies are also prevalent in modern media? Those old tales influence everything from tweets to movies. If you aren't seeing fairies everywhere, you probably aren't looking, or you need a stone with a hole in it. Those do help. So join me at Away With The Fairies, a new podcast delving into all things fairy. Follow on Twitter at Podcast Fairies and subscribe now. What's good? What's good, guys? Guggen here. Uh, Going to be running this one solo. Um, just wanted to talk about a couple things that Jess hasn't seen yet. Um, I am going to talk about the uh, Stranger Things Season 4 that came out a couple weeks ago. Hopefully you guys have had a chance to check that out. It's part one, and uh, part two is going to be dropping July 1st, I believe. And um, I also want to talk a little bit about Top Gun. Uh, I saw that a couple weeks ago as well. And man, let's start off with Top Gun. So I haven't, I remember watching the original Top Gun. It came out in like 86 or something. So, you know, a little bit before my time. But I think I might have saw it like a few years ago, probably like 10 years ago or something like that. And, you know, I thought it was cool. And, um, but you know, when this, the, when I saw the trailers and stuff coming out for this new one, I was pumped. Um, and then immediately all the good reviews that started pouring out, like overwhelmingly, some of the critics were saying it's like their favorite movie of the year. And Tom Cruise, man, honestly, like he is probably one of the last remaining big kind of like big blockbuster movie stars that we have where it's like oh it's a tom cruise movie i'm gonna go watch it and it was like 30 almost 30 years you know till the, since the first one came out again i don't really remember the first one much and i hadn't you know seen it in a while but um it was i was like this looks like a dope ass action movie it's a tom cruise movie so let's go check it out went with my brother-in-law we went opening night i believe and man this movie it was just awesome it was just awesome. It was, it wasn't overly complex or complicated. It had a lot of big action, you know, set pieces and stuff. And, you know, from every, all the reports that are coming out and stuff, it, they really did do a lot of the, you know, shooting that they do when they're inside the jets and stuff. Like that was actually them flying it, which is crazy. You know, I, Anytime Tom Cruise has a movie coming out, he tries to go crazier and crazier. Now he's flying around a fucking fighter jet. And it was just dope. Um, all the all the shots of them flying, you know, doing all the the training and stuff. So the the the, concept, the, the fucking thing of the movie is very simple. It's like, hey, Maverick's still doing his thing. And um, now we want him to teach for this, like, pretty top secret mich mission that they have going on. It's It's essentially like, these are the bad guys. This is our mission. Let's train for it. Um, okay, now the time, you know, that we just had to bump it up a little. And then the training montages, the training sequences. And then you do have things layered in. Like, you know, Miles Teller's character, Rooster, is, you know, the son of Goose. And, you know, he has his relationship with Maverick. And then um, you get to see Iceman in there, uh, Val Kimmer, who I had no idea actually had throat cancer. 
uh it sucks um you know they kind of worked that into the script as well but um it sucks you had that in real life and um if you've you know i saw an interview recently of val kilmer's and you know he's fortunate to have survived um but um you know it is unfortunate i didn't know that he was going through that but um tom cruise looks amazing like the guy just doesn't fucking age fucking um jennifer conley speaking of doesn't age hello but um yeah it, it was a, it was a good kind of like hey these are the bad guys this is our mission let's go do it john ham was really good in there overall the cast was dope uh the new people too glenn powell man um glenn powell i i'm pretty sure i've seen some of his stuff previously but um just kind of he you know him being that cocky character in there I don't know. I was just thinking, I was like, man, this guy, I could see him playing, you know, Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four. So, hey, who knows? But um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's good. You know, like it, it, it fucking uh, surprisingly, it was Tom Cruise's first hundred million dollar debut at the box office, which, you know, I, I was surprised to hear that. And then um, it's been doing really good. It had a, I think, only like a 33 percent drop from week one to week two, which is pretty big because usually movies are around like 50 percent. So if you open at 200 million the next week, you make like 100 million, you know, but this one only had a 33 percent drop. Funny thing is, I think um, Avatar is like I think like one of the only movies that like where I think it opened at like 76 million. And the following weekend, it made seventy-seven. So you know that was like the opposite of a drop. But um, but yeah, it, 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 I think this movie's really gonna have legs. The word of mouth on it's great. Everybody that I've you know kind of talked to that have seen it had nothing but good things to say. And you know, I really did. I did see like a big pop culture um kind of imprint of this movie that it had impact on it. People on TikTok, people on social media, and um, you know, ninety-seven percent critic. 99% fan. It's a double 90. I call that a double 90. And, um, you know, I think it's well worth it. I think it, it, I had no idea that how they land those fighter jets onto those heli- uh, the, 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 the battleships. I don't know anything about the military. But how they land and how it gets caught with the wire and things, that, that was all dope to see. And, yeah, man, it was just really enjoyable. Um, if you want to, I, I would say this is a movie that's dope to watch in theaters, you know, it's a perfect kind of like summertime movie. And now I want to talk about Stranger Things season four, part one. I don't know, man, I have a kind of a weak, strange relationship with Stranger Things where I remember I really enjoyed season one, just like everybody. I remember that shit swept across and was the biggest thing and um season two was not good i personally didn't like season two and i think that kind of deterred a lot of people off from stranger things not a lot because it's still one of the biggest shows in the fucking world but it deterred people away from it a little and then you know a lot of those people didn't come back for season three and season three was great season three was more akin to season one where it was really good really enjoyable but i think you know you know jess included he he said that he didn't like season two so he he stopped watching which i think is unfortunate because season four is so fucking good man 
Season 4 is the best that they've made. It is just one of the best things that I have personally I've just seen. Um I fucking binged through it over a weekend and you know, and again my my strange relationship with Stranger Things when you know they're like oh season 4 is going to be coming out like bah, they're still fucking making this thing even though I like Stranger Things season 3. Like, ah, they're still fucking going, huh? Well, hopefully this will be the last season. And then it's like, ha, look, Netflix is breaking it up into two because Netflix is doing so poorly. Ha, ha, ha. I'm just a dick. I don't know why. But, um, and then I started, I turned on fucking episode one. A couple, like, I I was a few late. I, I would say probably like a week. I was a week late. It had been out and I was a week late. I you know, didn't come across any spoilers or anything like that, but I remember turning on episode one, and, um, you get a fucking warning, like, hey, we recorded this last year, that was before the events of what happened in Texas, um, you know, so, warning, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe they're just doing that, and good God, I felt like after I watched that, I felt like that warning wasn't enough. It is so, the opening is so fucking graphic and messed up. But um, the production this season, it's like each episode is like a fucking movie, dude. It's crazy to think that this is still, you know, quote unquote, a show or a TV show. It looks so cinematic. It's beautifully shot. The CGI is all really good. Um, and all of the fucking episodes are over an hour long. The last episode of part one is an hour and a half. So I binged that over, I think like most of it, like I I think I binged all of it over a weekend. Um, the cast is amazing. You know, I think that goes without saying, um, you know, the original cast and along, like, you know, they're just great. They're, they're, they're all goaded. They're solid. Their chemistry, it seems like it gets better and better as every season goes by. And then they, you know, every season they do bring in some new people. Uh, they did bring in some new people into this season as well. Eddie Munson, uh, Joseph Quinn plays him. Um, um, Tom Wolshadia plays Dimitri. Jamie Campbell plays Peter Ballad, a.k.a. Vecna. And then um, Eduardo Franco plays Argel. He's the new friend of Jonathan, the one with really long hair and the one that's stoned all the time. He has his moments, but then sometimes he gets a little tiresome too. And then, yeah, so long, uh, so on and so forth, man. Uh, they just added to this great cast. And with a cast that's this big, telling the story can get tricky. So... The only thing that I could kind of compare this to with the cast of this big and them telling, you know, all these different stories all split up kind of at once, it really did remind me of Game of Thrones. Because, you know, that's what happens with Game of Thrones. Hey, we're we're with these characters now. And then, boom, let's snap over here and see what these guys have been up to. And then, boom, let's go over here and see what these guys have been up to. And, you know, it all kind of usually a culminates with everybody coming together. So this season, we are following... Eleven and Will and Jonathan, you know, they've all uh, moved to California 
And then you have the OGs still back in Hawkins with Dustin, Mike, and all of them. You know, Max. Uh, they're all they're all back there still. And then you have um, Hopper in some Russian prison. You know, that was kind of the cliffhanger after um, stage uh, season three that hey, he's Hopper dead, but no, he he survived and they captured him and. You know, that's the story that they're telling uh, throughout the season. And, um, you know, the storytelling beginning to the end is next level. So, again, going back to the opening scene that I talked about. You know, in the opening scene, they kind of insinuate to us that Eleven killed all of those kids. You know, all of the fellow um, kids that are in the experiment with her. And, you know, I thought, like, is she even redeemable after that? And then after that, you know, we go through the twists and the turns of the season. The kids are adapting to high school now. You know, Lucas has joined the fucking basketball team. So he's trying to, you know, get out of that um, geeky kind of thing and trying to, you know, be a little bit more popular and be with the jocks because he says he's, you know, he's tired of being bullied. Dustin and Mike are outcasts and have been, you know, taken in by the Hellfire Club, which is run by Eddie Munson. And, uh, you know, it's a, the Dungeons and Dragons um, club that they have. And it's a bunch of all of those, like, outcast punk people. They, they, you know, they're they're in that. And then, you know, man, it, Eleven is getting used to being in high school. And she is getting bullied so bad. And it just sucks. Like, you know, like, some of the, some of the scenes, like, I actually, like, really felt and cringed when she's doing, like, her um, little presentation. And then also just like them, you know, just bullying her, man. Like there's bullying sucks. And girl bullying is a whole nother thing, dude. Like guy bullying. Yeah, we'll get roughed up and we'll get beat up and stuff. But girl bullying is really a lot of psychological stuff. And it's just fucked up. Uh, you know, Will is having his own struggles and you know, he's kind of awkward throughout. It seems like there's something really digging at him. And, uh, you know, he really goes through it when Mike comes. Uh, Mike comes back to visit them on spring break. And, you know, he was kind of under the impression that it's going to be like, hey, it's going to be the three of us hanging out this spring break. But um, Mike really just, you know, is there to spend time with his girlfriend. And um, he kind of feels like the third wheel. Nancy and Jonathan are having, you know, troubles of their own. Um, they are like 2,000 miles apart now. We're supposed to go to college together. But, um you know, Jonathan's like, I can't leave my family. And Jonathan's just a pothead now in California. Again, his his friend, um, Eduardo, or Argyle, I think that's how you say his name, played by Eduardo Franco. Like, that character's cool, man. Um, like, he's kind of like the comic relief. I, I like that actor, too. I've seen him in a couple other projects as well. But at times, it gets a little tiresome. And, um, you know, we're kind of seeing everybody adapting and moving through. And then all of this gets kind of turned on its head when kids start dying. The first, you know, girl that dies, um, she's with um, Eddie Munson, you know, who was selling her drugs at the time. So Eddie is the man on the run because he's the prime suspect. And then... um but, you know, we we see with the fucking grandfather clock, there is definitely, you know, a new big bad this season.
And uh, let's jump to, you know, the last fucking episode. Just how they show who Vecna is and how he came out to be actually, you know, how Eleven is Eleven. Vecna is actually one. And, uh, you know, throughout the season, we see these flashback scenes of an orderly uh, that is really friendly with Eleven when she was still going through the 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 experiments and stuff at the lab originally. And, um, you know, he's kind of just telling her, like, hey, it's not what you think it is here. There's, like, more shit going on. And they do do the de-aging CGI to, you know, have Eleven look like her younger self, which looks good, but at times is a little wonky looking. But, um, yeah, like, he's throughout, like, hey, I'm trying to help you. These people are going to, you know, again, she's being bullied then, too. And then, you know, he's, showing, he's like, hey, like, I'm, you know, looking out for you. This is what's actually happening. They punish me because I'm kind of trying to help you. Um, and then, you know, we get to the point where he's like, here, I'm going to help you escape, but I can't go with you because they track me. And her being the young, innocent kind of kid that she is, is like, here, let me help you. I'll take that tracker out of you. And then that is when shit hits the fan. And, um, you know, we get the reveal that, Eleven wasn't the one that killed all those kids in the beginning. It was number one. Um, he shows us his true colors. Um, it was him who Papa based the program on and got the other kids created. I, I think that's how they were created. I'm still not too sure about that. He is the son of Victor Creel, who, you know, Victor Creel is who we see throughout the season. Was, you know, kind of like the old case where he murdered his family and got blamed for all that but he's actually the son of victor creel he discovered his powers when he was a young boy and the house wasn't haunted it was all him all along he killed his mother and his sister we see that in the gruesome fucking flashbacks and he was under the control of papa until the chip got taken out and um Eleven sees, you know, because he, he tells her, like, here, wait here for me. You know, I'm going to go find us a way out. But that's when, you know, it cuts back to the opening scene of all those dead kids. It was him. He took them all out brutally. And then, you know, Eleven, being the little badass she is, takes him out. And she really is, you know, the most powerful one. And she pushes him into the upside down. And that's when we see the scene of him like falling and being struck by lightning and ultimately becoming Vecna, who, you know, Dustin names him Vecna. And he becomes Vecna. And I really like that about this season because I think in the past couple of seasons, we've gotten kind of like the. Like, you know, the Demogorgon and stuff like that. They're all terrifying. But this one, at this villain added a whole nother thing to it because it's not just like this big spooky thing. It actually talks and you see the backstory of how he's created and who he actually is and everything like that. So this villain definitely feels different in that sense. And this villain seems... Like, I'm thinking that, like, how the fuck are they going to get rid of him? Like, how are they going to take him out? You know, it just seems so. And then, you know, like, you, you see 
um there's a scene where max uh goes into the war you know her she's pretty much at death's doorstep when vecna you know just like to the other ones where he puts them up uh, you know he brings them up and then is about to take her out but then they you know kind of figure out that hey music is the key uh, music can reach a part of the mind that um, words can't. So that's when they put on Running Up That Hill um, by Kate Bush, which has gone up in downloads by 8,000%. That's not just a random number. It's gone up 8,000% since this season came out. And that scene where Mac, that music starts to play, Max is breaking out of there from Vecna, that was one of the best scenes in the fucking uh, season. And um, it was just so good, man. I've just been thinking about it kind of nonstop. And um, just fucking seeing how it ends, you know, kind of on that cliffhanger. Like, hey, you know, they've kind of figured it out. And Nancy at the end is, you know, like when Nancy and Steve, you know, they're climbing out of the upside down. When Steve says, I'll see you on the other end, you know, my wife, she was watching with me. She's like, oh, he's dead. He's a goner. Like, there you go. And I thought that too. I was like, God damn it. Like, why do they got to kill Steve? I fucking love Steve. And then you see Nancy go up and then she's actually the one who Vecna gets. And then, you know, that's where it kind of leaves us. And, you know, like the great thing is, again, this season, we've seen them all spread out and um doing their own things and you know at the end of it they're all going to come together and take on vecna and take him out but just seeing how that's happening um hopper is now out of jail you know they, they freed him from the russian jail and um that reunion with him and 11 is going to be really nice um you know something to look forward to and um this was just such a good season man um I think I read somewhere that each episode cost thirty million to make, and it really does show. Like this, this season really was incredible. Like if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. If you're like, if you're like how a lot of the people stopped watching after season two, and you're like, oh man, I don't like. I'm gonna have to watch season three and then season four. If you have the time, go for it. But I would say like, if not, fuck it. Watch season four. There's a there's a whole recap that they show when you hit episode one where it kind of does show you the highlights of season three and um, kind of what happened. And, you know, so it kind of catches you up to speed. And but man, fucking Stranger Things. Like I like I said in the beginning, I was like, oh, I hope this I hope they never stop making Stranger Things, honestly. Like it is so good. The Duffer Brothers do such a fucking good job with the show, man. Um and I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's based on a comic book or anything. I think it's just kind of like their original work. I haven't looked that up. Let's look it up. Is Stranger Things based on a true story? I don't think. I hope not. Let's see what that says. Eddie Munson's Stranger Things story is inspired by a true crime. What? Stranger Things is inspired by a true story. The show was originally called Montauk. And took inspiration from an alleged U.S. military program named the Montauk Project. Legend has it included experiments on children involving mind reading, mind control, and time travel. Eleven things. Eleven strange things you didn't know about 
Netflix's Stranger Things. Let's see. We're not actually going to... Stranger Things is inspired by True Story. Well, I'll be. Music plays an integral part of the show. Winona forever. Yes. One, two, Freddy's coming. Yeah, dude, that was another kind of a big thing that I didn't know about the season. Robert England, uh, England, uh, Freddy Krueger makes a guest um, appearance as Victor Creel in here. And then, you know, like you, you got to see that like when they go into the insane asylum and kind of, you know, hear from him and hear his side. And, you know, that's where they do find out that, hey, music plays an integral role of like music can kind of help you when you're under Vecna spell. So that was, that was cool. Indiana number five, Indiana Jones inspired Hopper casting difficulties. Who you gonna call? What about Barb? Wild Billy. Listen to Murray's voice. No, blah, 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 blah. Is a standard thing spinoff on the way. Season four will be the pen- penultimate season of stranger things. But with super long episodes and fifth and final season still to come, there's plenty to get through before we say goodbye to Eleven and her gang. But it won't be the end. At least one spinoff is planned, and in a letter fan, in a letter to fans, the Duffer Brothers promise there are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things. Wow! So season four. So we're gonna get part two of season four coming up over here um coming july 1st i believe and then yeah i guess season five is gonna be the last one i did see like an article where it's like you know that season five is gonna be the biggest thing so man that's crazy it is kind of based off of true events and well loosely comic book stranger things is a line of comics based on netflix so yeah it's original series so the duffer brothers man props to them dude just what they've fucking created and you just see where it's come from season one to season four um honestly it was one of my best just fucking things of television i'm such a dick um for thinking like you know that i'm tired of this show and stuff and it was just so good i haven't been able to stop thinking about it since it's been kind of you know jumbling around in my mind and that's why i wanted to sit down and make this podcast so hope you guys enjoyed i hope you guys saw stranger things man if you haven't check it out lucky you you know if you haven't seen it yet it really is an experience man um episode uh, season four is um check it out let me know what you think uh thank you so much for listening to the podcast um you know we're gonna keep making the pod how we've been making it but youtube and tiktok man we're seeing a lot of growth over there, which is exciting, um, you know, with the projects that we have going on over there and this, the projects that we have to come soon uh, down the down the line. But we just we've been hitting some milestones that I would actually like to share with you guys um, on YouTube. We just surpassed uh, 100 subscribers, um, which doesn't seem like much. But um, I had originally when I made the YouTube channel, I, had, I was like, all right, guys, um, our goal is 100 subscribers by the end of the year. And, you know, we hit that like in halfway through the year and um, just seeing it continue to grow is awesome. We passed uh, 10,000 views uh, for the lifetime of our YouTube channel, which is dope, too. And um, we actually got a shout out um, from 
one of the uh, DJ Frenzy, um, he did a song with Jazzy B, and you know we did a reaction on that, and he actually um, commented on our video, and then he actually put it on, he put a snippet of it on his YouTube, uh, on his Instagram stories as well, which is dope. He had a good sense of humor about it, and um, TikTok too, man. We've it's been crazy uh, the growth we've had on that. We just surpassed 300 followers, which again doesn't sound like much, but hey, it's it's a lot to us. And uh, we had our first 20,000 view TikTok, and I think since last month we've had like 60,000 views or whatever. So. That's exciting, man. You know, that's all that. Uh, that's uh, that's all. If you guys like the Punjabi music reactions and stuff that we do, you know, because we see uh, the Karanojala episode that we did is one of our biggest podcast episodes, and it's still till this day is getting views. So if you're listening to this and you do like, you know, the Punjabi music stuff that we do, check us out, man, on YouTube, Miles Apart Productions, and on TikTok, Miles Apart Productions. That is pretty much dedicated to that. And um, our podcast is more so, you know, the nerd culture and pop culture stuff that we've always kind of done. And, yeah, you know, thank you so much if you've been listening to the show and supporting the show with us. Um, we have um, some loyal listeners, man. We, we, we really do. Um, we're, we're thankful for you guys, and we enjoy making this show for you guys. Um, we're going to get just caught up on, you know, some of the new things. I haven't been watching Obi-Wan either which sorry to disappoint you guys i saw episode one i was like oh cool um but then you know i was kind of the same way when book of boba fett came out so i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt but there's just so much negativity around it i'm um, just seeing it on twitter star wars fandom man what are you guys doing um i think initially People were making like racist remarks and stuff. And then like Star Wars came out. Ewan McGregor came out and was like, hey, guys, don't be racist. And then like just hearing that it's not doing that well or like it not not that it's not doing that well, but like the episodes aren't that good on on some of them, which is kind of discouraging because I was really looking forward to Obi-Wan. But hey, I'm definitely going to check it out and kind of give my own viewpoints on it. So um. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, rate and review the show, Miles Apart Pod on Twitter, Miles Apart Productions on YouTube and TikTok. And until next time, this uh, this is uh, Guggen signing off. Bye-bye.